The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. As a special thanks to all of our patrons, we are giving away one item from the Professional Casual Network store at teespring.com slash stores slash professional casual. All you have to do to enter is be a patron. That can be as little as a dollar a month, and every month we will give away an item of your choice from the store. Follow us at patreon.com slash professional casual. No, so I d- people don't like Lucky anymore. So, Tim, I just want you to be aware for episodes going ahead. I'm really not going to pull punches against him. Um, so have your backup character ready because he's probably going to die. Thank God. I got two good, two good <laughs> things of news for you. Number one, I'm sick of them, too. Uh, number two, uh, second pre- character's prepped. So I'm good to go. Listen, just take me out. Oh, I mean, I mean, don't. But we've been working pretty hard as a as a party to make sure that I am not well equipped to make sure <laughs> that uh, I am not in a position to be helped. Um and that, you know, none of my long term goals will will succeed. So uh, I feel like I've been training to die my whole life. Right. So it just when we're getting to the episode to de- tonight, I just want to make sure that you're aware of this, that he's, he's probably going to die soon. I don't want to do that. I'm, I don't want to talk about it on Mike, but I just want to make you aware before we started. No, I, I appreciate that. When I did upload my self portrait too, um, in the description on the Patreon for those that, that followed us there. I did say uh, you love them, but now you're probably bored of them and you want them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, the the light is red. Are you recording right oh, now? No. Oh, no, they know my real voice now, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, welcome to the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventures is what I meant to say. Yay. Tim or whoever's me as editing, just cut that out. Yikes. You got that on mic. Well, I mean, I'm going to edit it out, so it's OK. Oh, so yeah, we uh, we're at the Schaffenfest still. <laughs> Made me drop my water bottle cap. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> the deadpan look JB was giving me while he did that. Who oh, that sheep is, in here? Is it <laughs> is it bad that like I I prearranged just so that like when you did say Schaffenfest? No, it's not um, bad at all. What happened? That got me real good. All right, good. I was editing the last episode earlier today, uh, and the shop, the ship, sheep going off every time we said that word. I was laughing too much. Are you going to start talking about that festival in the same way that I talk about that robotic woman voice in my kitchen without saying the name? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to get, but I might if it gets too much. But at this point, I still think it's funny that every time I say Schaffenfest, that happens. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so last episode, uh, Carl almost lost a leg. Use of it for potentially two months luckily fate points are a thing uh so it's not too bad yet but you know you're running out of those some of you yeah silver lining here is i don't have to wait for my fortune points to recharge anymore (laughs) hey that makes two of us (laughs) i mean he still has two fate points don't forget oh yeah Yeah. oh never mind i mean he wasn't a dummy and only took two fate points to begin with listen this is the first time i've played this game i don't know how it works (laughs) Uh, thanks, Tim, for uh, being a good sport about the ribbing, you know. 
like I said, I've been preparing to die since I started this game. Yeah, I mean, was it the first two minutes? WFRP is just you make your character and you're like, it's been nice knowing you. I did preface it with how how deadly this game can be, which to be fair, I hadn't played fourth edition really to know how different it is. But in that case, I don't think it's very different. Fate works pretty much the same way. Some people have been saying that um, like on Facebook comments and things, people kind of mentioned that it's not, we are certainly not like the dark, the grim, dark WFRP show that's out there. No, we're too pretty for that. <laughs> Maybe you are, but the, and that, um, Grayson actually kind of like came to our defense and he was like, well, you know, they have had to use fate points and things like things have gotten gritty here and there, but yeah, it's, I like to think that Warhammer, the Warhammer world is one part grim, dark, one part silly and humorous. I mean, the moon is made of cheese. And orcs. You got orcs. You know what I mean? The orcs are hilarious. They right. talk with like Cockney accents and everything. Come yeah. on. And just like even in this, but even in the, the enemy within that we're playing through, just like names of everything are jokes. Like your ship is called the beer belly. Come on. Yeah. Right. Right. It's Joseph Court. Every other NPC's name is a pun. Exactly. And that kind of humor, I think, is really important for Warhammer to give it some. So it's not grim, dark, all the time, depressing. And let's be honest. Role playing games and things like that are meant as a form of escapism. And the way our world is currently turning. Do you really want it to be super grim, dark all the time? Or do you want a little bit of. A funny to go with that seriousness. That is one of the more common comments I feel like we get too. Is that especially right now our podcast has helped a lot of people in, yeah. you know, some pretty dark places. Yeah. Oh, I gotta look up who it was. Somebody commented on on the Facebook post light of for when episode fourteen came out. Nope, thirteen. And he said every he constantly belly laughs at the show, and I. I like that a lot. Yeah. And we appreciate all the feedback, Facebook messages, uh, DMs and other stuff like that. And just comments on posts, even if it's not all like, oh, you guys are great. We love you. Like we love the ego stroking, but we also love the constructive criticism as well because we want to be better. Be your best self. I mean, like we want to follow the rules, like there's no amount of comments or suggestions that are going to make me actually good at this game. (laughs) (laughs) I almost expected that comment from Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So Lady is old is actually old, though. So. Lady. So it's not really a pun at all. That wasn't a pun. No, it was Very just on the nose. It was just a really mean name. <laughs> but we we do also take pretty much all of the constructive criticism to heart pretty quickly too, and yeah, and throw it away. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe you do, JB. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Just he's the one that said it. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen any Facebook comments that are like, Bruno, just be better. <laughs> oh, there's a subreddit for it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat more pasties. That's one of my like life goals at this point now is for our show to have a subreddit like some actual plays do. I mean, we I, just make one. It's I, not an issue. Yeah, I think we could. <laughs> no, I want the I want the listeners to make. No, nah, you don't want a listener in charge. No. of it. I don't care. People can say what they want. You can't yeah. trust the listeners. <laughs> Sometimes they want your character dead. 
Sometimes they'll they'll stroke your ego and make you feel real good about yourself, and then they'll just pull the rug out from under you. I feel like you're speaking from experience. It'll hurt here. your feelings real bad. No, I I don't. I haven't experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple things, other things I wanted to mention before we get started is uh, as GM of this show, I feel like I've been remiss in my duty to mention a few things that we have been taking advantage of and using to help with the quality of the show, including Sirenscape. Mm. Uh, I feel like we may have mentioned it way back in the beginning, but we probably should be giving them props every episode um, for the great product that they put out for all of our music and sound effects that GB is in charge of most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Also want to, that when we're talking about getting constructive criticism from listeners, one that I've um, been hearing is our like ad reads during the show, during the actual playing of the game and people don't like that. So we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. People don't like it. Let us, you know, something you don't, enjoy hearing while we're playing the game tell us well we're gonna do that stuff here before we actually start the game the people have spoken yeah and we want to listen to the people because you guys are we wouldn't be doing this without listeners probably might still be playing but (laughs) we wouldn't be as excited about it without listeners yeah because you guys have really like just been awesome uh the reception of this show has been more than any of us imagined like somebody said that my character is in their top PCs of all time. Top yeah. five actual play yeah. characters that oh, they listen to. That's which like, I thought that was oh, awesome. Nina's not even a computer. That doesn't even make sense. Um, yeah. So that was super flattering. I can't remember who said it, but thank you. I was like, oh my gosh, somebody likes my character. Somebody yeah. likes me. They really like me. I mean, enjoy it now because they'll want you I dead. Because yeah, they'll, they'll want you dead like, soon enough. Just kill her, dang! All she does is talk about her creepy can, uncle. Can you bring in Uncle Chet yet? <laughs> it was something someone else said that they can't wait for Uncle Chet to be like a character on the show. Ah, there it is. Mark Griggs was the one that I belly laughed to you guys so much. So thank you. Ah, uh, Mark is a powerhouse on Twitter for us. He's constantly recommending us. He's Really awesome. That's yeah. Really awesome. And it was Anthony Reagan who said, uh, he said, really fun podcast. Can't wait for Uncle Chet to finally make an appearance, <laughs> which, you know, might happen someday. Might not. We don't, we don't really know. That's my backup character. Lucky guys. Uncle Chet. Re listen to every episode to pick up all the Uncle Chet canon. Make yeah. sure you RP it right. Yeah. 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 There's a lot at this point. Uncle Chet's been around since. Was he in the first? Did you mention him in the first episode? I don't know if I did. It was early on, though. It was very early. Yep. Maybe episode two, if not one. It was Adam Dagna who said, Mina might be one of my top five favorite actual play characters of all time. So thanks. Thank you. We really appreciate that. I was like stupidly happy about that all day. It was kind of nice. So we want to say thank you by helping you save some money. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the pro- promo code Professional Casual to get a discount on some awesome protein bars. And pre-workouts and uh, immunity boosting drinks. They're actually all really yeah. good tasting. We, we, got a bunch we don't of take samples. sponsors that, you know what I mean, that are like garbage. Nobody True. wants garbage. We were, we, were, we were already riding on Build Bar's... Uh, we chose Built Bars to be a sponsor. We reached out to them because we were already eating them and they were really good. Yeah. And we and wanted to promote something that we actually like. And they've redone their products. And I liked them before. Holy dang. They're so yeah. much better now. Do yourself a favor. 
go to builtbar.com, just order all of the double chocolate and like the chocolate salted caramel. Just yeah. order them all. Anything with chocolate is, so is super good. good. I mean, everyone is coated in chocolate. True. So, but if you want a candy bar that has like four grams of sugar, 20 grams of protein and only 130 calories. Whoop, there it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that crap. Let's yeah. get to the game. Shopping Fest. <laughs> Caught me with my pants down. You're welcome. <laughs> well, there was a sheep around. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we left off. You guys were at Dr. Malthusius's Zookopia. So watching the Zookopia, we have Danny as... Yeah, hi, I'm Mina. I'm playing a soldier. And joining me, I have, well, my name's Lucky. How you doing, folks? You got any animal parts? <laughs> um, my name's Lucky. Uh, and uh, I forget all the other stuff you said. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a witch. And uh, I'm here with my friend, Carl. Uh, I, can't, I can't do Lucky's this. Lucky's played by Tim. <laughs> yeah, that one. All right, then remotely we have good old Alex. Alexander P. Nelson. Yes, and I'm playing Carl, and I'm a boatman. Boatman, nay, stevedore. No, I'm not a stevedore anymore. Well, you used to be. Isn't that what nay means? No, that's what horses say. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other end of the table from me, who likes to give me weird looks, is JB. Hello. No, that's just his face. My name is JB. I'll be playing Bruno, the coachman extraordinaire. <laughs> sure. And just uh, in case people have forgotten, JB stands for Joseph Bruno. Damn it. <laughs> We've There's, talked about it a number of times. I know. There was also a Facebook comment on my personal page where someone was like, so uh, when they saw our shirts, the the Bruno and Carl and Lucky and Mina shirts that are up on our website, um, and they were like, oh, is JB the the like uh, inspiration inspiration for Bruno? And I was like, actually... <laughs> Bruno is played by JB, so that's fun. <laughs> I like to really expand my characters. <laughs> my next character is going to be Yosef. Uh, <laughs> Yo, that's a good idea. My next character will be Manny. Oh. And then I can just replace that first letter. Landon. Yeah. Nice. Candy. I dig it. I'll be Tom. Fanny. Tom Spain. Alex can be Alec. Yeah. <laughs> Alec D. Pelson. <laughs> All right. So you were enjoying the Zookopia. And while Dr. Malthusius was giving you guys his kind of spiel about it, Lucky and Bruno happened to notice there was a strange creature poking its head out of one of the cages on this like flatbed uh, carriage where there's a, a bunch of different cages covered in tarps. And one kind of came out from the tarp and you realized it was a three legged goblin. And everybody went, what? That's weird. What? What is a weird? <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Just trying to get into it. Um, so no, no, Mina, it's not weird. I read there's, or I didn't read. I heard there's no more mutants in the empire. <laughs> but so he is just, he's just, he's not person. He's just a regular, uh, regular guy. Now, that's the third leg. Should he have four legs like a like a sheep? No, I think it's just a special breed of monkey that always has three legs. Otherwise, it'd be a mutant, right? Or maybe he's disabled. 
You you recognize it as a goblin, not a monkey. Oh, what I say? You said a monkey. Oh yeah, it's that's... a goblin. It's green skin. It's got pointy ears and a long, big nose. Oh, that's a really weird looking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it has no hair like monkey. I imagine if that leg was a third arm, imagine how much more productive he could be. You're probably great in a three-legged race. Carl is just trying to contemplate like how productive any goblin at all is. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like you would all know how to recognize a goblin. You probably don't know much about goblins other than they're a menace to society. And uh, if there's goblins, sometimes there are orc near, orcs nearby and they are extremely dangerous. Orcs in this world, if case people don't know for whatever reason, are very large. They're not that large. They're about the height of a human, but they're much heavier, very broad-shouldered, heavily muscled, big jaws with, you know, tusks, sharp teeth, big sharp teeth. Six legs. Thick they boy. have two legs, oh. two long arms. They're built kind of like an ape. Hmm. There's your monkey. That's why I keep thinking these are monkeys. Right. Probably. I mean, goblins, I mean, if you were to compare an orc to an ape, comparing a goblin to a monkey is pretty fair. But yeah, so you guys noticed that Dr. Malthusius is kind of talking to people, getting like prepayments in a way. Um, you hear that it costs a silver to watch the Zucopia because he'll kind of there's like a little stage set up and they'll draw a curtain so other people can't see it unless they pay. And Gotri, the dwarf you spoke with earlier that told you that it was an hour before the show starts, is kind of like walking around inspecting the cages. And you notice the goblin looks extremely nervous as Gotri gets closer to its cage. Uh, Bruno and Lucky, since you passed that perception check last episode, you see it has like an iron collar around its neck that's attached to a chain in the cage. And Gotri's like looking under the tarps, kind of like banging on the cages. You assume probably like to wake the things up inside or whatever. And as he gets closer to the goblin, it gets more and more nervous and it starts like straining at the collar because clearly it's afraid of Gotri. This, you know, you can assume it's a probably abused. It's a goblin. Nobody in the empire gives goblins any respect. Like, like I said, they're a menace. They're seen as kind of like a pest, but once you get a few goblins together, they are very dangerous pests because they will kill people without even thinking about it. I mean, Mina does that too. Like just when you're riding down the road sometimes. So like, I kind of get it. <laughs> As Gotri gets closer, the goblin starts freaking out more and more. It's like, eh, 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 and it's pulling on the chain until the collar breaks <gasps> and the goblin bolts into the crowd. Good. What? I thought it was in a cage. It's a goblin. It slips through the cage. That's why it was also chained up. Oh, I bet it's like skinny enough to fit through the bars. Goblin. This goblin is probably three feet tall, probably weighs 30 pounds. Very, very skinny, but it has three legs. So it's actually pretty quick, but it comes right at you guys. <gasps> ah! So if anybody wants to, one of you can make a challenging melee brawling test. To do what? To try to catch it. Oh, wow. If you want to try to catch it. He's free. <laughs> no, he is menace. He will kill and maim at a, at a festival. It's coming right as, at you. Are you going to make a test? You're right. Fest? He should will, probably be abused and mistreated yeah. for the rest of your life. So yeah. melee brawling, which I assume you don't have. So just be a weapon skill check in your case. No, I do not catch Goblin running directly at me. You Good. Get a fortune point. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still do not catch. Do you want to besiege the dark gods? No, I do not care enough. 
Does Carl want to try to catch it? Uh, can Carl take an intimidate check just to try and like try and stun it into place? Yeah, but I'm gonna make it um, hard minus twenty because it's already pretty scary. Like you have to be more, you have to be scarier than you have to frighten it more than it's already frightened of Gotri for it to slow okay. down. I do not. It's one one degree or uh, one failure level. All right. Do you want to use a fortune point? Nah. Bruno, do you want to try to catch it? Uh, I think Bruno could, yeah, because he doesn't want this thing to be out in the crowd and, you know, cause him mayhem. Just imagine his big meat pie. <laughs> Catch it. Oh, then, yes, then Bruno would definitely uh, be all over that. Uh, we're saying melee basic? Melee brawling. Melee so brawling. So probably just a weapon skill check. Yeah, that's definitely not going to work. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, we just re-got our uh, fortune points, right? last episode i don't think it was that soon i don't remember when he got him i feel like it's been a while since i've been filled with determination it's been a little while i tend to forget about it (laughs) seeing as i rolled a 60 over 45 and then a 97 right uh that that goblin's getting away i mean it gets past you guys lucky you don't make any attempt you don't want to like absolutely not (laughs) no this this goblin's been abused and it's awful. He should be able to leave. All right. Here's the thing. Me out of character, I absolutely agree with Lucky. Like, I don't let him go. Like, this dwarf is clearly very awful to him, but. Right, but you, you in know, in the in your the character game, yeah. knows that this is a, a an awful creature. Yeah. Uh, but it, it manages to, to sneak past, not sneak past, but slip past three of you trying to get it. And I imagine Lucky's like Daria and just puts his hand out like what? <laughs> <laughs> and the goblin gets past you, but there's a crowd of people behind you. A number of other people grab it and kind of haul it back all while it's like, no, no, no. It doesn't say no. It doesn't speak Regspiel. What it's like. So you said like multiple other people are like kind of bringing it back or. There's two townsfolk that grabbed it, carrying it by the arms. What are they like? What do they look like? What's their build? Uh, it was two. They look like two farmers Two like strapping farmers or yeah. like gardening farmers. do you think that they're just like some people out there like pruning like raspberry plants and just maybe like spritzing a little spray on their turnips yeah like a hobby (laughs) farmer don't aren't those in the empire like if they had a little garden maybe but yeah right like baby spinach and well anyway i want to like pretend to fall into these guys so they drop the goblin all right, how are you gonna? What kind of? Let's make a check here. What are you gonna go for? Like, cool, charm, um, agility. How about making an athletics check? Uh, all right, uh, I succeed. No degrees. Uh, no success levels. All right, so you bump into them, and they. They kind of lose their grip on the goblin, but Gotri is right there and he grabs the goblin by the arm and he's like, you're not getting away again. And oh, he man. hauls it back and he puts a new collar around it and like throws it into the cage real hard and pulls the tarp back over it. There's and another he- podcast on a network that I listened to recently that said that goblins are people too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That was a very different world. Death Mouse enthusiast is kind of like, I feel like I should probably charge everybody for seeing part of the show, but in good nature, 
will be starting pretty soon here. It's just one silver to, en to enter and get a look at these things you'll never see anywhere else. I don't, I don't really want to pay money to this guy to help him abuse these things. Lucky my duck out on this one. <laughs> I'll pay a silver. Okay. I want to see it. Are you guys, so he, he'll let you in at this point and you can kind of take a seat. He's got benches set up um, and just kind of wait if you want, or you can come back in a little bit. It's up to you guys. Um, Bruno definitely wants to watch the show. Um, you know, he's always in for like a surprise and a, yeah. I think it'll be really educational too. You know, he's saying that there's stuff here that we've never seen before. Like a half a fish. Maybe a half a fish. <laughs> I feel like Bruno wouldn't mind just sitting and waiting for a little while either. Yeah. Resting his legs, catching his breath, having a, uh, do they have any like uh, snacks that uh, come through like candied apples or, uh, not here, but you, you would have time to go get oh. something if you want. Oh, then he, yeah. Then he definitely trundles off to do that. Okay. Carl, you going to watch the show in a little while? Uh, yeah, Carl's definitely looking for an opportunity to sit down for a little bit. Cool. Are you going to wait here? Are you going to do something? There's probably, we'll say half an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, Carl, I'll go get a snack with Bruno. Are you going to go with them, Lucky, or are you going to do Yeah, something? I'll go with them. I need to find like a real nice bag. Okay. Mina? Yeah, uh, Mina really wants to find some potatoes. Okay. So you want to find a really nice bag. Yeah, huh? one with like a seal or a whale skin and liner, you know, like to keep wet things in. Oh, wow. Now you're getting real specific. I was going to yeah. say, that's oddly. Just want a, a little bag, you know, with specifically these dimensions in this material. <laughs> <laughs> Did you already look this up in the book? Is that why you have so such a specific idea? Nope. I just, I just assume they don't have plastic bags. I just want something, you know, that I can keep, you know, moist things in and without it leaking. Like a moist cake or like a moist fish? Sim more similar to a fish, probably. What about a fish cake? Um... I've never had any type of cake, let alone a fish cake before. Hmm. I have want... had a built bar, which. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want like a water skin? Just not with water in it. Oh, that yeah. would be obviously watertight. Yeah, like a really big water skin. Would that, that have an opening to be able to reach into, though, or would that be like a you might have to top? get it altered or something, right? You, yeah, I mean, you've got swords and stuff with you. You could alter that pretty easily. But I still want it to be able to close real nice. Uh, I can't just have all my wet things leaking out. Right. So you could, for two silver, somebody could kind of tailor it for you oh, that by the end of the day. Like tailor it like that's that would be the full cost of both the bag and the tailoring. Yes. Or like, oh, yeah, sweet. I'll do that. So it's um, so it's a large water skin that has like a drawstring opening instead of like a cork stopper. Okay. That would be incredible. So normally they're like a, a gallon. So this would be like a gallon and a half. Sweet. I find it really interesting that they use gallon. Yeah. And not just like quartz. Um, I'm going to tip this know. person to uh, three pennies. Wow. Generous. Well, they're alternate for me. I really appreciate it. I said come back um, before we close up at sundown and we'll be ready for you. All right. Sweet. Thanks, man. Look at you stimulating the local economy. I mean... Mina, you want some potatoes? I want uh, the potatoes that go are cut uh, like logs and then are put in the oil. 
um, and are served with perhaps some kind of um, fish. You want fish and chips? No, no fish. Uh, some kind <laughs> of sauce to dip the the potato in. Yeah, you could find that. You can find chips. No, not potatoes. <laughs> I know we're we're American, so we say chips, and that's a it might be a little confusing. But yeah. I'm talking about like English chips, so yes. you know. Mina wants some French fries. Exactly. The girl loves potatoes. Carl, what are you looking for? Oh, so that'll cost you um, three pennies. Okay. Carl is like frantically looking for any kind of food that isn't like a turkey leg or. <laughs> Any kind of like leg reminder food. <laughs> I was like, why not a turkey leg? <laughs> Never mind, I get it. <laughs> so like wings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl wants to. Are are there Warhammer wings? Is that in universe? I don't see why not. Ooh, and the spicy sauce is called Ulrich's Fury. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's real good. <laughs> sure, you can get something equivalent to chicken wings. Yeah, that's that's what Carl thinks would be great to eat at the zoo. <laughs> You'll only eat the flats, not the drums. It'll be six pennies and you'll get like a dozen. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'm doing it. That's so expensive. I thought chicken wings were cheaper back in the old world. We got the fair too. Things are marked up. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Potatoes right. are cheap. So, yeah. Bruno, what are you looking for? Bruno needs something sweet. As um, always. Yes. Yeah, you're going to get another pie. Are there? There was a whole pie stand. They're not totally oh sold out already. Yeah. Yeah. If I could go back to that pie stand and, uh, you know, fill up. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said it was five pennies. Five pennies. For a pie. You're going to get more than um, one. <laughs> just stack of pies like a Dagwood sandwich, but just pies. <laughs> All right. So when you're young and you want to fit many things into your shirt, right? You mm -hmm. know how you can carry a lot. Just like make by, a little pouch at the bottom of your yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah for sure. How, how many pies can I like fit in my shirt? How many pies do you want to buy? Uh, would would four be like excessive? I think that'd be reason. No, not, I mean, yes, but you could do it. <laughs> isn't a single pie excessive? Isn't it a whole pie? <laughs> yeah. Bruno's a grown boy. No, that's very yeah. accurate. <laughs> how many pies does he need before it starts taking up encumbrance points? <laughs> Let's just hope there's no combat before he gets to sit down and eat them at the Zucopia. Um, Even if there is, I'd still eat the pies. I mean, you would just Prior watch the combat and eat pies. Priority, to sir. Be fueled right. to fight. Right, fair. So that'll be 20 pennies. I forget how that converts. I think I could do that. Just a silver and eight pennies. All this talk about food and abuse. Uh, <laughs> I remember that I bought these rolls for that drunk guy. Oh, yeah. It might be a good time to stop over there. and You want to take him to him? Yeah. Okay. He's still there. He's still very drunk. He smells real bad. I, I feed him a roll because he probably can't move his hands to his mouth. He can reach his hands to his mouth just oh, barely. Sweet. And oh. he he's very thankful for it. Yeah. He's very happy. This should sober you up, friend. Then they should probably let you go. Bread's good. Bread is good. And I moonwalk away. <laughs> of course. Uh, so we get your snacks. Did you want to get anything else to eat for yourself, Lucky? No, I, I bought two rolls. So I have one for me and one for him. Okay. You gave him one of the two. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you guys can head back. Figure you'll get there just before it starts at this rate. Because you went to a bunch of different stands. You'd rather wait in line a little bit. Stuff like that. Wait for the food, especially the, the chips. Probably took a minute. Uh, and you can head back and take your seat. 
what is Lucky going to be doing while the show's going on? Or are you just going to... I'll just wander around somewhat close. Okay. You're going to get check. shot with a crossbow again. That's why I'm staying real close. <laughs> All right. So I'm, they... I'm within moonwalking distance to the rest of the party, if possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're just going to like wait on the other side of the curtain? Yeah. So you'll hear everything. You just won't see what I'm describing. Oh, that's fine. Dr. Matthews is really excited. There's like 20 other people. The seats are full. So he just made 20 silver, which is pretty sweet. But he does this a number of times a day, of course. Uh, he kind of closes this curtain so anybody else at the Zookopia can't see it. It's behind his big carriage with this big sign on it and everything. And he's got this little stage. So you take your seat. Surrounded by a bunch of other people that are just kind of nervously waiting. They're not sure what to expect. They've heard that this is full of weird wonders. And Dr. Mathusius comes out. We kind of described him as a Willy Wonka-esque figure, with the even with a purple top coat. And he's got that big top hat. And he is he actually has the attractive talent, which is kind of interesting. What does that mean? It means he's good looking. He's I, got a really high fellowship. He's very okay. charismatic, right? Means metal things stick to him. <laughs> he comes out and he says, welcome, welcome to Dr. Malthusius' Zookopia, the weirdest display of creatures you'll ever see. First up, my friend Gotri here is going to bring out the horrendously hairy horror of Hockland. And Gotri leads out by the chain. Probably the strangest thing you've seen. Stranger than a three-legged goblin. Well, I said that's why I said probably. I'm not sure. It looks kind of like a person, but like bent over, walking on their knuckles, and it just has long hair all over its body. That's weird. So like you a- you heard him say this, Lucky, but you don't actually get to see this. To us as players, it would look like a, a like a long-haired chimp. Oh wow. Um, I'm on like the backside of the carriage or whatever, right? On the side of a curtain, yeah. So, like, where's the cages, like, where the goblin and stuff was, like, in rel- in relation to where I currently am? On the other side of the curtain as well. Oh, gotcha. But you got to, you, you know, he's, you could tell he's, like, going back and forth from the stage to the thing. Is there, like, a way I could get behind the other side? Like, you know how I mean? Like, when we were in the place before, we could, like, see the cages. Can I get, like, on the other side of those cages? You can try to. Okay. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, or? I'll give her a shot. All right. How about make a stealth check? Sure. Uh, I fail with uh, three degrees of bad successes levels. Oof. Uh, so you see, as you're doing this, you see um, Gotri is like constantly looking around. Even when he brings the animal out, he's always looking back at that flatbed. Okay. So like before you even try to make a move, you're like, oof. That's not going to be a good idea. Gotcha. How uh, far would you say it is away? From where you are? Mm-hmm. Um, probably 10 feet. Okay. And he brings this thing out and everybody in the crowd is just like, whoa, what is what? that thing? And, you know, he said it's the horrendously hairy horror of Hockland. Um, and it just kind of stands there, looks around a little bit. Uh, and then Gotri like pulls it by the chain. He's like, come on, get over here. And then he takes it back over to the flatbed. And Dr. Mathusius is like, don't worry. It gets even weirder from there. Up next is the dastardly one-eyed dog of Diesdorf. And then oh. Gotri walks out with another thing on a chain. And it looks kind of like a normal dog, except it's like a Cyclops dog. It has oh. one eye in the middle of its face. Oh, is that a, like a mutant thing or? He's like, oh, no, no, of course it's not a mutant. <laughs> Be crazy. Probably You're not a witch hunter, are you? 
No. Don't worry. All my things here are completely legal, natural examples of species out in the wild. It's the one-eyed dog of Deepsdorf. You never heard of it? Be serious. Is he looking like Witch Hunter? <laughs> They're very good yeah. at hiding themselves. And then other people in the crowd are like, oh my God. One kid starts crying. Aww. That's in the, like, ah, ugly dog, Molly. And then Gottfried takes that one back and he says, uh, and then Dr. Malthusius says, up next is the immeasurable maw of the middle mountains. <gasps> and oh. you hear like this weird kind of like squelching sound. Like, <laughs> and Gottfried comes out with this. It doesn't have a collar on its neck because it doesn't really have a neck. It's this weird orangey red creature with two legs. It looks kind of like a giant red tadpole with two legs, like strong looking legs. And it looks like it's trying to jump. But Gotri has it's chained. There are rings that are like pierced through the thing's flesh. Oh, my God. On the sides of it. So it tries to jump and it pulls on those little rings and it doesn't go very far. And like it's it's the the head of it, which is like the rest of its body, is basically one giant mouth. God. It has big, sharp teeth, but they don't they're not that sharp. It looks like they may have been filed down. They're not as what they could be. And this thing is like it's up to Gotri's waist and it's like trying to bounce. It's crazy. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's got like spikes down its back and it's got scales on it a little bit. And it's just like <laughs> it's truly incredible. Many pies. That mouth. <laughs> it would be good for a pie eating contest <laughs> for sure. Goodness. Um, yeah. Where where do you get such creatures? Oh, I thought, this one came from the Middle Mountains up north by Middenheim. Is I mean, it, never to go there. Is uh, dangerous collecting such such? Oh, creatures? very much so. Do you see the teeth on this thing? Yes. I've heard it once like, referred to as a squiggly beast. Doesn't look very squiggly to me. Well, that's because we have it chained down. Gotri, if he wasn't so strong, it would be probably eating children. And the kid starts crying even more. Oh. He's like, oh, I, I, don't, I mean, uh, dismembering the audience members. And someone's like, oh, and then leaves. <laughs> So much for Squiggly Beast. We have one more creature to show today. Some of you got a preview of earlier, but we have the ghastly three-legged goblin of Grissenwald. And then Gotri comes out with the goblin again, and it is just like its yellow eyes are huge, and it just looks terrified. You know, this is the only creature of those that were shown that are even remotely sentient. Um, the other ones are just beasts. Um, People aren't sure. People, if you were guessing that the, the last one was a squig, you are correct. Yeah. Which is why I said uh, they're known as squiggly beasts. And squig is short for that. Uh, but he pulls the goblin back out. And as everybody's like, oh, and at least Mina in the crowd is like, oh, that goblin. It turns and it bites Go Gotri on the hand. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. And oh, it pulls away again. It gets the ch he drops the chain and the goblin just bolts jumps off the little stage before anybody even has a chance to get up out of their seats. It runs to the wall of Bogenhofen and disappears through a sewer grate. Oh. And Gotri the whole time is chasing after it, yelling, you know, dwarf obscenities and, and Malthusius is like, oh no! Would I be able to get onto that flatbed right now? Sure. Um, In all this commotion, you could. Is there any of those beasts back here still chained up? Yeah, they're all in there. So they're in like barred cages with tarps over the top of them. Okay. Are any of those cages locked? Yes. 
Okay, I'm gonna cast a spell. What spell do you have? Open lock. You have open lock? Yeah. <laughs> he did. We were actually off mic. We were talking about spells. He added a new one, which we'll find out at some point. Uh, he said there was one spell he hadn't used yet. And it wasn't anything I was willing to get rid of. That makes sense. So which one are you going to unlock? Uh, you can look under the tarps to see in. Yeah. Which one's closest? Uh, the squig. Eh. He's got those rings and stuff that are going to keep him locked down, though, right? Yeah, so the chain is, like, bolted to the floor of the flatbed, and the, the chain is, you know, embedded in its flesh. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> Let's move to that uh, one-eyed dog. Okay. Well, can I touch that lock to unlock it? Sure. Cast your spell. You can try. Uh, 69, so nice. But, uh... <laughs> That's a fail, isn't it? That is a fail. Do you have... No, I don't. You know that. Any more fortune uh, points? <laughs> uh, well, you know what, though? Uh, freeing this beast uh, will be worth taking a corruption. I'll reach out to the dark Ooh. gods for that. All right. I succeed with four degrees success levels. All right. So, yeah, that lock pops open. You can open the door. The dog has a collar on with a chain attached to it, but the chain isn't bolted to the ground this time. It was It's like a leash. So I can just let it out? Yeah. I do that. Okay. Uh, it kind of like looks at you very confused. It's not sure what to do. It doesn't like run out of the cage right away. I will, uh, you know, moonwalk away, give us some finger guns. Okay. And just. What are you doing? Lucky. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're so chaos. close to a pet. You're so close. Nah. I, I I don't think that would work out well. <laughs> if you had to give like the players and the listeners some kind of uh, frame of reference, what breed of dog would this dog be most closely related to? It looks like a underfed um, mangy golden retriever. Okay. Well, I'll give it the rest eye. of my roll. Does it look hungry? Yeah, sure. I give it the rest of my roll. Oh, it downs that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just try to like scoot it out of the cage. All right. So while you're doing this, there, there's a lot of commotion. Everybody in the stands that was there is just like in an uproar. Like, oh, my God, it's free. It's a god. And Dr. Matthews is like, no, no, no. Calm down, please. Just have a seat. We'll have it all in control. Gatry has it. He's over at like the grate trying to look through. And he's like, he's yelling. And do you guys in the stands do anything? You're just kind of. Wait it out. Carl, Carl's munching on his wings still, but leans over to Bruno and says, I think that this show is definitely worth the one silver coin. Uh, Bruno sees you leaning over and kind of protectively leans over his own pies to to <laughs> protect the pie first. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this show is like the best I've seen in, in months. Months. I have actually never been to a, a show such as this one. Um, Uncle Chet used to tell stories of his time with Azucopia, but we never had shows in, in CZOT, unfortunately. Was he part of the Azucopia? Uh, I don't know if he was part of Zucopia or just worked for Zucopia, but all of his tales made my younger brother... Um, decide one day to up and leave our home and he decided to go and work with the Zucopia. Broke my mother's heart. She cried for weeks and weeks. I, why are you crying? Is your younger brother here? 
No, he was. He's not the hairy beast man. Oh, he does uh, have three legs now. <laughs> <laughs> he has big, big teeth. <laughs> so as you guys are sitting there just kind of chatting, <laughs> being kind of like, eh, it's no big deal. Lucky's letting things out of cages. <laughs> You know. Or trying to, uh, you realize that pretty much everybody in the stands has left. Oh, uh, right. but at the curtain in walk a watch patrol. Ooh, and they're like, "What? What's all the commotion over here?" One of the attractions got loose and went in that um, in the sewer. The dwarf is trying to get it out. Attractions. So Dr. Mathusius walks up and he's like, "No, don't worry. It was just a goblin. Uh, no issue. Uh, apparently, he has escaped into the sewers." Uh, but I have some fine people here that I'm sure would, would, wouldn't would mind making five gold to, to find the goblin for me. Yes, please. Five gold each? Five gold for oh. returning the goblin. It's just a goblin, you know, just a goblin. It's a lot of pies. It's <laughs> lots of pies. There's many things that we could purchase with five gold. Like pies? Yeah. All right. Unnecessary paperwork. Gonna be getting out of the cage now. I assumed you had. Oh yeah. Can I move yeah. to the next one with the Harry and the Henderson guy? Uh, make a stealth check because at this point people can see you pretty easily. Oh, can they? <laughs> yeah. Potentially. I'm, I'm probably not going that way. Nice. Another sixty-nine. Wow, you're rolling that a lot. Tall, skinny, lucky, just like crouching along, and it's like lucky we can see you. Yeah, so you walking along, one of the watchmen, they're like, "Hey, what are you doing up there?" And Doctor Malthusius is like, "Oh, wait, no, you let's get away from them. Those are actually dangerous creatures." I thought the goblin might be over here. I'm trying to get that five gold. And they're like, "Um, how, okay, we, you need to just come with us." Sure. The watchmen say to all of you. But what about the goblin? We well, should probably go find the goblin first. Well, we. We're going to take you to the town, the festival court. We'll get this all straightened out. Uh, Dr. Blah, blah, blah. And your your dwarf friend, you need to come with us as well. And he's like, it, it, it's just a goblin. This is, no, this is nothing we need to involve the courts in, of it course. It was probably a mutant goblin. It kind of looked like. Well, what do you mean a mutant goblin? Well, I had three legs. Three legs? Yeah. Could have been a tail. And they, the, the watchman just kind of like, eh. And he's like, come with us. And they're going to escort you to the... Festival courts, unless you. I no, I I feel like inspired by the gold on the table, right? Bruno is very motivated uh, right now to go find a three-legged goblin. Yeah. Um, and he will do his best to uh, talk out of any situation uh, that would prevent him from going down into the sewers right now. Okay. All right. Um. He is very um, smooth and sly talking to this watch captain, uh, rolling a five under a... Rolled a five? Yeah, what do you want me to roll? <laughs> Probably fellow, some fellowship test. Uh, Charm? Charm. I wasn't listening to everything you were saying because I thought you were just talking about flavor and then you started rolling dice. So. That's all right. Um, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Flavor? What? Like flavor text. He was just trying to... Right. Uh, I thought he was just role playing. So no, I, I was. Wasn't totally I was trying listening. to like get out of going to the watch or the court. The courts. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I kind of don't want to go to the courts. No, either. you don't want to go to the courts. Yeah, I really don't. You wanted to go earlier. Yeah, but that was when I. You know, listen, times change. <laughs> I got a bag on the line now that I need to be back for. What? How many degrees of success did you get there, Car or Bruno? Levels. Success level. How many success levels did you get there, Bruno? 
Uh, that would be four success levels. What's your charm? My charm is going to be a 46. And I rolled a five. Well, I also had four charm, four success levels on my cool check. Hmm. But my willpower is only 40. Booyah. So you managed to charge one of the watchmen, but there are four of them and other ones are like, no, no, we need to do our job. You, you need to, you all need to come with us. So this is, it's a goblin. It's not just a, it's not just an animal that got loose. Why do we need to go with you though? Are you having all the other people that were watching the show come with you too? I guess I don't understand. And they're like, well, let's just talk about it with, with Judge Richter when we get there. Judge Richter didn't want to see us earlier. This is fine. I'm sure we will explain. He will, um, Dr. Methusius will outsource this task to our group and we will Hopefully. make the money and get the goblin back. It's nothing. So they escort you back to the festival court. You've been here a couple times now at this point. Um, didn't get inside. They escort you right past the guards at the front because they're with the watch and you see the magistrate Heinz Richter who was presiding over the festival court. Just sent you guys a picture in the chat. He's got that typical long white wig. He is quite overweight. He's got a big bulbous red nose. Um, obviously he is quite the drinker. That is a very uh, strong sign of that. And he's just kind of like, what seems to be the problem here? And the watchman says, we had an incident over at the Zookopia with Dr. whatever his name is. He points to Dr. Malthusius. Seems a goblin got loose. Did you say he went to the sewer? And he was he's like, oh, yeah, it's not a big. It's just a goblin. Gotri can get it. No problem. I did offer these fine people five gold to retrieve it. Richter says, hmm, seems like a, a real issue. Can't have goblins running amok in the sewers of this town. If you can retrieve this goblin, I think the court here can offer up another five gold crowns. Yeah. You seem yeah. capable folk, Very even if one of you has quite the limp. Oh, don't don't worry. My arms are very strong. It compensates. Seems like it. Tell you what. I'll give you a good deal here. We need to get that goblin caught. Dr. Malthusius can't go after it himself. He's got to keep track of the other beasts that he has. We can't have more getting loose. That'd be terrible. Yeah, let's do it. I can set you up with rooms at the, the journey's end. The end just inside the east gate. Sure. So, yeah. If you need some extra time, but the sooner you get after this goblin, the better. We can let you into the sewers over near the Adele ring, which would be probably about where the goblin went in because I know that's where the Zucopia was. What time of day is it currently? It's like late afternoon at this point. All right. I think we'd need to like gear up a little bit to go down into the sewers though as well. All right. To buy some torches and lanterns and such. It's dark down there as far as I know, but shouldn't be anything too dangerous. And the, the sewers are big enough uh, for like a, uh, larger man to fit down there, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have dwarf-built dwarf sewers in this town. Oh, good. Plenty of space to walk. There are there are bigger tunnels and, and smaller ones you might have to bend over in, but for the most part, you should be fine. Just don't want to fall in the uh, affluent there. Yeah. All right, sounds like a good deal. For 10 gold, uh, Bruno 
readily shakes his hand. Very good, very good. We'll get you there as soon as possible. I'll have these watch patrolmen here escort you to. And he, he tells him, take him to the take him to, take him to the man home marked A on my map. <laughs> <laughs> he says, take him to the manhole over at the edge of the Adele ring. You know what I'm talking about. And they're like, oh, yes, yeah, sir, sir. Yeah, let's get this thing. Could we get a gold for uh, supplying ourselves to go down there first? <laughs> Bogenhoff can't afford to pay for services not yet rendered. And I look to Dr. Methuselah. Methusias. Methusias. Damn it. So close. I look to Dr. Methusias. He's like, oh, I, I can't afford anything right now. I'm going to have to shut down my stand for the rest of the day. You, you understand how it is. I'm sure torches can't be that expensive. Could we at least get our admission fee back? He's like, what? Oh, I hear, uh, I think I hear one of my creatures making extra sound. I need to go take care of them. And he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then he goes with Gautry out of the place. If you need, you can drop things off at journey's end. He writes something down right real quick and he gives you like a written take, show this to the proprietor and you can have a room where you can leave your things you don't need for the sewers if you don't want to get it covered in filth. Yeah, that's like everything that I own. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, sir. You're on. Isn't there something else that you wanted to see him for, Lucky? Me personally? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't think he's gonna help us with it now. But our our buddies needs an alpha an alpha David, and um the the people at the at the clerk kind of want to help us. Cause they said the festival was going on and everyone was here. So we just wanted to stop by and see you, you know, you quick, if we can get Alpha David for our friend here. Do you need an Alpha David of identification? Yep. Ah, well that would be something that you can take care of at the town hall, probably after the traffic fest is over. Oh, okay. You, there's not like a torch on the wall here. We can take into the sewer so we can see a little bit better. This place is lit by like sconces. So not like no. a sconce you could, we could have here. One of the watchmen that brought you here says, we'll get you a couple of torches. Don't worry. Oh, wow. Thank you. I mean, we should ask more people. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks. I moonwalk really well out of that area. All right. So if you do, if you want to just go with them now, the watchman will escort you to the journey's end. No, in. I, I want to drop some stuff off and I want to pick up my bag. Yeah, yeah that's ready. where we're going. Oh, gotcha. The journey's end in. Gotcha. Where you can yeah. have a room. Can I pick up my bag on the way? Is it not ready yet? No, it wouldn't be ready yet. It's not uh, dark yet. I'm scared that we're going to be down in the sewer too long and they're going to be closed and I'm not going to get my bag. <laughs> well, you can get it tomorrow yeah. if it's too long. Oh, they said to come before the end of the day, though. What if they're not here tomorrow? What if they got to go back to, you know, Vicebrook? Or they leave in the middle of the shop. Listen, I don't know. I'm not a proprietor of a bag selling business, <laughs> but fine. We'll just go to the inn. <laughs> All right. So they take you to the journey's end, which is uh, pretty much just inside the east gate. The, the watchman tell you that this on the way towards the manhole won't be too hard to find. They give you can give the writ to the proprietor of the inn and they set you up with a room real quick. Is there anything in particular you want to drop off? You get one room that has four beds, just like uh, way back at the seven spokes. Yeah, I'm gonna leave my bag, but I'm going to take three candles with me. <laughs> Makes sense. But the doll's definitely going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to leave the blunderbuss behind. I don't want to get that wet. Makes sense also. Yeah. Yep. Carl's going to leave the crossbow behind. 
Every time you bring up that crossbow, it just cracks me up because I'm sure Tim is like, yeah, nobody can use that in the sewer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's Carl's. Like suits of armor, just in people's bags hanging out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Anybody protecting I, them. They get really Yeah, that's actually a, a good point. I am going to put that uh, male shirt that I have, the spare one. I'm going to leave that here, too. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Make sure that bed's nice and protected. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually going to arrange the male shirt so that it looks like a person laying in the bed holding the crossbow. I mean, I don't know if you you might want to put a pillow inside the male shirt just so that, you know, the things that are most important to you, uh, you know, are are nice and guarded. You don't want to wear a male shirt anyway. They'll give you minus 20 to all your yeah, magic that's, checks. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Mean anything of note you're going to leave behind? No. Very dramatic lean into the mic. All right. So they, they escort you pretty quickly uh, to the street. This, you can see there's like a walled area within the walled city here. If you ask, I'm assuming at least lucky would ask about it. Um, they tell you that on the other side of the wall is what's called the Adele ring, which is the noble quarter of the city. Oh, um, you can see the buildings in, you can see buildings above the wall. They are much less spaced out. They are manors. They have like, they would probably call them gardens, but the yard around so, it. So hang on. So the goblin gets loose and it's over near where the nobles live. Uh -huh. So that's why they want us to get this taken care of so quickly. Don't uh -huh. be hasty. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so they lead you to a manhole. In the middle of the street, you are down in, um, you would realize you're in the southeast corner of the city. You're probably 50 to 100 yards from the wall of the city. And, you know, pretty much if you were to go straight southeast to the wall on the other side would be the Zucopia. Uh, but there's a couple blocks of buildings between you and there. Uh, and they show you to the manhole and they hand you um, four torches. Nice. Sweet. Uh, there's no light source at all down there. It's very dark. They lift the manhole cover out of the way and you all are immediately hit with the stench of sewers. Gross. It smells real bad. Yo, did that dog ever get out? And all the excitement, you didn't you didn't see it go anywhere. You're not sure at this oh, point. Oh man, okay. I hope he's okay. I bet it's like licking the dwarf's face that's in the stocks. But when it was a dwarf and was just like blah, 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 blah. kisses. Uh, one of the watchmen lowers down a long ladder down this hole, and he just kind of like lets it go on it. Like you hear a clunk in the bottom, and he's like, "Ah, well, it's not set, but I'm never very good at this. Uh, good luck." And they leave. All right, all right. Um, I would really, since this is a very long ladder. Um, I'm just going to suggest this. I don't mean anything by it in any way, shape, or form, but I think Bruno should go first. What? Why is that? Um, because you are uh, probably the best anchor, and you will hold the ladder steady if you go down to the bottom first. Also, I don't want you above me while I'm climbing down. That makes sense. Uh, all right. Uh, take a big look into the, uh, the stinky black hole, and um, thinking of the 10 gold that will be lining my pocket soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll uh, strike the torch and uh, head on down. All right. So first you notice right away that the ladder is not set properly. Oh, good. I need to get the ladder set into. Um, Thankfully, I noticed that before I started climbing down. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You need to maneuver it into um, there are like hooks on the bottom. 
that need to be like hooked into the wall mm. at the bottom. So you got to kind of feel it around with the ladder. You're going to do this by a, an average athletics check. You can do it. If you don't get it hooked in, then it do, it just doesn't feel safe at all. Now, average is plus 20. Correct. All right. Uh, if I rolled a 22 uh, and my average or my athletics is a 27 plus 20, that's going to be two degrees of success. Nice job. So you actually get it on the first try. Whoa, Bruno did something. Bruno for the win. <laughs> you actually clapped for him. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> and you're able to climb down this ladder as you go further. It was an eight foot ladder. Oh, wow. So as you go down, 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 it smells worse. And worse and worse smells like compost mixed with manure from the Schaffenfest mixed with, you know, backed up toilet. It's just awful. And you are practically retching by the time you get to the bottom. It's going to make you make an average endurance check. All right. Me personally or everyone that's down you. Here? That's going to be a failure on my part. Uh, I got a 70 over 50. Would you like to use a fortune point? Mm, I don't believe so. No. All right. So I'm going to have you. Um, You are not like sickened, but I mean, this smells awful. You start like dry heaving. Mm. I'm not going to give you any mechanical disadvantages at this point, but it just everybody up top hears him like. <gasps> Do you say anything to them? It smells terrible down here. Um, Can I? like tear off a piece of clothing or a rag or something and then drench it in wine and wrap that over my mouth and nose. Sure. All right. I do that. Are you going to offer that for anybody else or uh, have they offered me any type of thing to make sure say, that I'm safe? I'm just asking. I'm not. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not uh, I, I would offer it to Carl though. <laughs> you're staying out there with Carl and me and you're like, Carl, you want this? Carl, look Carl at you now. want a rag over your face just so it doesn't smell as bad? Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I, I dump out another, like, you know, tenth of the bottle and then say, oh, I mean, the wine's all gone. That's weird. And then I put it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, now I need one for Bruno. I'm making one too. <laughs> wow. I thought you had, like, made up with Nina. Those are the words I said to her, yes. <laughs> like, you said it, but you don't act like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are 16, so I guess that makes sense. Who's going to go down next? Carl will go. All right, so you can climb on down, no problem. Then I'll go. Mina. Yep. Lucky's left at the top while Mina's climbing down. And I get crossbowed in the back and die. <laughs> Suddenly you feel this strange sensation in your back that's super familiar. It's a crossbow. Oh, it's the crossbow <laughs> in the armor from the end. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. That doesn't happen. Oh, great. Uh, you can climb down as well. So once everybody is down here, you got a bunch of torches and you can see you are in uh, one of the major sewerways. That I, re I really don't like this. This is not going to go well. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so this, there are two walkways on either side of the, the effluent channel. Um, they are three feet wide and, uh, they straddle a five foot wide channel that is pretty well full of gray water. You don't know how deep it is because you can't, can't tell by any means, but, um, here the ceiling actually reaches up. 10 feet above you 
the ladder was eight feet. It didn't go all the way down to the very bottom. You had to hop down the last little bit, but the, there's plenty of ceiling above you. It's not a matter of height. It's a matter of darkness and stench. So at this point, you come down at a bit of an intersection. You're kind of at the very center of a three-way intersection. So you come down, you can go... North, south, or Dennis. Left, right, or straight. Does anybody have any kind of talents that helps them with navigating or the navigation skill? I mean, I've got navigation. No, I don't. It's a, well, I mean, everybody does. I didn't take points in it, though. Does anybody have points in navigation? Ruin of the Coachman does not. <laughs> really? <laughs> Carl, do you have points in navigation to somebody? No, it's a basic skill, though, so... I see no reason with the, we can't take checks on it. So you guys, if you had ranks in it, I would allow you to just know how to to orient yourself to a degree. But yes, um, somebody could take a check to to have an idea because even just walk, going down the ladder might be a little confusing. It's an initiative based skill, which is interesting. It's like intuition. That's kind of what initiative based. That kind of makes sense. I have a GM screen now so I can look stuff up without asking you guys as many things. Moving up in the world, man. I failed by four degrees. So you're like, I, I, we can't go up. Carl also rolls an 84, so oof, that's uh, five failure levels. I know Mina has a great initiative, so. Ugh, yeah, I failed that with four levels. That's okay, guys. Bruno's uh, brought his good dice today, <gasps> uh, so... Uh, I, I passed that with two degrees of success. Wow. Just another yeah. roll. I know. You are so hit or miss. It's crazy. You don't make a single check for like three episodes, and then you just make a bunch in a row. That's and you're going to save us from dying in these sewers. <laughs> He's finally going to be useful. I was already thinking about what my sewer name was going to be. <laughs> Lunch. Lunch. Ooh. No, I think it's more like dinner, right? You understand if you go straight, you're heading towards the wall. If you go left, you're going like northeast. And if you go to the right, you're going to go southwest. Which way was like towards? We want to go towards the wall. The Zucopia. Would be straight ahead. Bruno would be able to figure out. Fantastic. We shall go that way. Get us closer to the goblin's entry point. Makes a lot of sense. So you head that way. Um, you can walk along here without having to make any kind of check. Luckily, the only issue is to go that way. The paths that you're walking on on either side of the channel are not. They don't continue around corners because you're at an intersection. You'd have to jump over the channel to go that way. Okay. All right. Are there any like uh, bridges over the channel at? You know, if needed. No. Nuts. To cross it. Guys, do we really need 10 gold? Yes. Okay. I got a really bad feeling about this, man. Let's see. 10 gold times 240 uh, would be $2,400. Right, but like... (laughs) Don't, what about Carl's inheritance? Isn't that going to kind of like blow this amount of money out of the water? Why don't we just go handle that? We need to make money to make money. 
And we need the and, we need the money so that we can go and buy the affidavit because we have no paperwork to verify his identity. So if we leave right now, I think that uh, I'll figure out a way to get an affidavit. You know, Lucky, you don't maybe have experience with this not working very much, but we're making way more money than we would make during honest, regular work. I mean, this is one of the reasons I don't even think about going back to the docks. All right. And again, this is like pretty honest work for us. I mean, this is almost as honest work as unloading that ship, the beer belly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's just really dark and scary down here. That's all. <laughs> all right. So to crawl, to jump over the channel, it's five feet wide. Not a terribly difficult jump, but you only have three feet of walkway to, to maneuver. And down here, everything is kind of wet, moist, dank, damp. Um, it's going to require an easy athletic check to jump over. All right. Got it. Whew, nice. I figured Mina would. She's, third time. That's my third 69 of the night. Does that work with the easy it check? It does. Okay. So we got Mina, Lucky, Leap Over, no problem. Carl's got four success levels. Nice. Carl makes it look easy. And then Bruno, old fat bomber here. Uh, Carl holds his arm out to help. Oh. All right. Uh, that'll give Bruno an additional plus 10 for an assist. So Bruno's going to use a, another fortune point. <laughs> Even with plus 50? <laughs> with the plus 50. My oh, my goodness. goodness. All right. So I rolled an 88, and I needed a 12, 85. No, 70, 77. All right, so you have another so, 77% chance to make this. All right, rolling an 11 that time. There you go. You make it all with right. a plum. Yeah. I like that word. Uh, you're able to do it. Carl grabs your arm as you jump over. You you kind of slipped at first, and then you reset yourself and jumped again, and you made it no problem. I am your rock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carl. I, I have no idea what I would do without you. You really needed that. Um, as I do jump over to the other side, though, we do like embrace with a good clap on the back as as tight as we can uh, in this small space. Nice. All right. So you move along anything more than just a walk. You'll need to make checks not to slip and fall. OK, I guess we're walking. So you come to after a few minutes, you come to another intersection. It's kind of like a T. You can go left or right. But the, the walk, there hasn't been a straight path this time. There's, it's curved a little bit back and forth. So if you want to know which way you would be going, and you need another navigation check. Somebody would have to figure that out. All right. Navigation. Uh, yeah. So I pick left. Did you make your check? No. <laughs> <laughs> you gave like the OK sign. I thought that meant that you made the roll. Yeah, no. No, he Carl made a decision. Zero success levels, but like it is a success. All right. So if you go left, you would be going um, northeast. Right would be heading to the southwest. I don't know why you're using these words that don't make any sense. Yeah. It's like centimeters <laughs> and ounces. Like, what does that mean? Uh, so southwest would be towards the festival that shall not be named. 
<laughs> at this point, you're kind of in the corner of the city. So you figure either way would be towards the festival, but to the left would be more towards like the commercial area and right would be towards like where the Zucopia was. Oh, Probably. let's do the right then. All right. I would agree. Yeah. Sure. If, if Carl's leading, yeah. Okay. So you head to the right and before long, you come upon a small door. And we might see what's behind that door in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week. See you in another week as we continue our trek through the sewers. And we get back to the Schaffenfest. I'm surprised I'm still so much for listening and go ahead and check out all of our other great shows available from the professional casual network including the space between presents which is a deep dive into docu-series including season one where we covered tiger king season two where we covered jeffrey epstein filthy rich and season three where we're currently covering mcmillions we also have the lost omens podcast our new actual play that's coming soon where we're playing pathfinder second edition we also have Big Fiction Energy, our audio drama podcast in which we tell the story of Lanny, the girl without fear, featuring sirenscape sound effects and music. The Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure is our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay actual play podcast, where we play through the enemy within campaign and try to survive the perils of the old world. We also have Elite Age Showdown, where host Big Chuck takes an eight-team bracket that could be about anything and everything and pits them against each other. We also have The Space Between which is a deep dive podcast on the best video games, comics, and movies of today and yesteryear. Last, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, an advice podcast where we take questions from you, our listeners and patrons, and try not to completely ruin your life. You can submit questions through any of the following places. Hit us up on Instagram, The Professional Casual. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Top Tier Casual. Facebook is facebook.com slash professional casual. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash professional casual. And our website is professionalcasual.com.